Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast, episode 413. Charlie and Mitch here early this week um, on a Monday due to scheduling conflicts, I guess you could say. Um, We're going to talk. It's a big week for both the Bucks and the Brewers. Kind of talk about what it means for both teams, uh, the Brewers. Getting ready to our Bucks, excuse me. Let's start there. Getting ready to play the Suns, maybe a finals preview tonight, and then the Philadelphia 76ers for two on Thursday and Saturday. So a lot happening. So good time to be at the Pfizer Forum if you can get in. And then for the Brewers, they go to San Diego for a weird three-game West Coast road trip, and then back to Chicago for their third series against the Cubs. Yeah. Um, where fireworks could be expected um, given all the kerfuffles last week. Um, so we'll talk about that all today. Um, Mitch, how you doing? Uh, we were together last night. Sophie brought it. Um, hope you're, hope you're feeling all right for this uh, podcast, bud. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. It was, it was a, uh, you know, a decent night for sure. Um, yeah. I feel, I feel great. So ready to rock and roll big week here as you've laid out there. I mean, kind of worked out well to just just knock it out for monday morning and uh yeah set everybody up for the week and uh totally yeah huge week i mean tough tough bucks game on saturday uh, yeah but they yeah, got they, they have they they finally have their chance to to make some ground up in the eastern conference standings here this week so yeah um, yeah the and, last saturday was was fairly meaningless there was a lot to complain about but um it just you know we're, we're moving forward we got a big week Sure. And I, and I almost wonder, you know, obviously the, the, they know the schedule and I, I almost wonder if the Bucks and Suns were both kind of looking ahead. Um, the Suns got their asses handed to them at home by the San Antonio Spurs. Similarly as Memphis, two teams that are really battling for playoff spots, you know, that don't really want to be in the nine seed or 10 seed and have to win two games to get into the playoffs. Um, and you just wonder if that the motivation for both Milwaukee and Phoenix really wasn't there on Saturday night. And they were kind of looking ahead to, to tonight and to the game, the game that, you know, is a big one. Um, and even though it's a Western conference team and everything like that, you know, the bucks kind of owe Phoenix, um, because they, yeah. they had a 17 point lead. Um, they were, it looked like they, everything was good. They didn't have Drew Holiday in that game. I think this is going to really matter. Um, cause Chris Paul tore up the bucks in the four, in the fourth quarter, just mid range after mid range shot. Now the Suns haven't lost back to back games, I think all season thus far. And the Suns have been a bad matchup for Milwaukee in the past, even when they didn't have Chris Paul or Monty Williams, they've been kind of a thorn in Bud's side. So it'll be really interesting to see Holiday's impact on this game because I think it's going to be pretty significant. Yeah, um, that's a very good point. I mean, the Bucks, they were on that, I think they kicked off. No, it was the second game of that first West Coast trip after they, they had beat Denver in Denver. Yep. And they played a good, from what I remember, a good first half. Yes. Um, and you felt pretty good. I think I actually went to sleep or I fell asleep that game. It was a, yeah. obviously a nine o'clock start yeah. and I saw they lost. 
they lost by one, right? So it was yeah, it was, they lost at the end. Giannis was incredible that game as well. I think he had forty-seven. I'll look up the box score as we talk, but that was I think he shot like twenty-five free throws in that game. I mean, Giannis was great. I mean, the Suns from a Giannis matchup perspective is a it's a bad matchup for them because they really don't have a guy to guard Giannis. DeAndre Aiden is way too slow. He can't keep up. He can't keep up with Giannis. Jay Crowder is too small. He'll he'll body Giannis. He'll give Giannis some problems. But at the end of the day, Giannis can take him into the paint and just kind of rock his world. Um. So how, yeah. How how crazy would it be if Tory Craig was the guy to come in and oh that um, would they put him yeah. on Giannis? Yeah, you want to talk about where Bucks Twitter would just light on fire? That would be a light on fire Bucks Twitter moment because yeah, Tory Craig is playing minutes for them. Yeah, that stat line for Giannis in that game, he had 47 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. He was 17 to 21 from the line, and he shot wow. 65%. He was inc- he was just awesome that game. And yeah, you're right. The Bucks did lose by one, 125 to 124. So that was, I mean, it was a great game, and not much you could do. And then that sent the Bucks in kind of a tailspin as they would lose five straight after it. Well, and that's the other thing. You know, you said the Suns haven't lost back-to-back games. Well, I feel like the Bucks have been team streak this year, where it's yeah. like they'll win five or six in a row, then they'll lose three in a row, or they'll lose four. You know, or they they've lost what as many as five in a row this year. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they they don't seem to bounce back all that well. Yeah, the only um, time for whatever only, reason. Yeah, the only time they haven't. So this it's interesting you say that because looking at the looking at the box score for or I'm looking at Giannis that the basically they've lost I think I, I'll have to look at the Bucks actual because I, Giannis doesn't have all the stats because obviously he was injured but I, I have I find it hard pressed to find when the Bucks actually have lost just one game and then they bounce back and win the next the only one I'm seeing is that all-star break when they lost to Denver that bad loss to to the uh, nuggets and then next night they came back and they beat the Grizzlies on the road in a game. They probably shouldn't have <laughs> like that game yeah. was not a, not one that the Bucks Bucks were lucky to win that game. Um, yeah. But, what is What is it with Memphis? My God. Yeah. Memphis just a kind of a thorn in their side, but yeah, you're right. You kind of have a point to this team streak. Cause yes, that was the last time. So the Bucks lost three straight uh, to Boston, New York, LA. Then they lost three straight again, Dallas, Char- Charlotte and golden state. Now in that, Charlotte game nobody played uh all the starters were off same with that New York game so you can kind of yeah. take that for maybe a grain of salt but yeah it's you you find it really hard pressed to find the Bucks losing just one game the only other time that that happened was when they lost to Utah really early in the season the next night they bounced back and beat Cleveland so yes it has seemed like Milwaukee doesn't doesn't seem to recover nicely and you do worry about that. You kind of need to see that a little bit more, especially when you're facing really good teams here in the next few weeks, because yeah. you don't want to put yourself in a position where you lose two straight games in the playoffs, right? Where you, and you got to start looking at it through the lens of the playoffs and play Philadelphia for two this weekend, a team you could easily play in the Eastern conference finals Maybe probably not in the second round because Philly seems to be locked into that one spot. It would take a 
bad finish for Philly not to be the one seed. So likely Eastern Conference. And you got to come with it. And it's going to be a different matchup with Philly because Embiid's going to play these games. He did not play when they first met. And it'll be very interesting. And you, it'll be very telling. How, I mean, how much are you are you putting into this week? Like if they they go one and two, let's say they beat Phoenix, but they lose both to Philly or they lose the Phoenix beat Philly on Thursday, but lose on Saturday. Are you kind of feeling down about the Bucks chances or are you just saying, ah, it's still regular season and it's not, it's not entirely that impactful. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up if that happened. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say they're done or anything like that, but you know, it, it is a big week and it's going to be, Interesting to see if uh, Coach Bud is able to make some adjustments um, because, you know, you basically have two sort of mini playoff series coming up here, and the first one being this week. And we'll see if Coach Bud makes adjustments in the second game if things don't go well in the first game, um, or if he doesn't and doesn't want to show any any you know any cards that he's got yeah. in his back pocket to the to the to the uh, Sixers. So, and we talked about that last week. I think you know just when we were discussing the the product on the floor and all that, and, and especially yeah. as you go down the stretch, our team's going to want to team's going to want to show their, show their hands, so to speak. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I, I would say the bucks overall are a little different team. They're, they're trying different things. We saw Saturday, they ran a, a, a godforsaken zone for pretty much almost the entire second half uh, to their peril. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if we would have saw that last year or the year before. Um, and they've been switching everything. With, that's been a thing most of the season. Um, they seem to be getting a little bit more comfortable with that stuff, switching and, and communicating on that end. Having a guy like PJ Tucker uh, helps. He's a he's a, a known defensive talker, kind of a coach on the floor type. You're not going to get much from him offensively, but if you know he can make up for that on, on a defensive end, and he like he's a hustler, um, which you like to see. Sets good screens. So, um, you know, but again, I wouldn't expect much from him offensively, but yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a, uh, an, a, an important week. I think you definitely want to see where you're at um, and you'll have a good idea. I mean, Philly, Philly seems to be one of the few teams right now that is sort of going all in right now. You know what I mean? Like they're sort of, they probably want to get Embiid the MVP. They probably want to get the one seed and God bless them. I'm not sure if the Bucks feel like that though. Um, with the, with Brooklyn losing uh, just moments ago on Sunday here, that that opens up the door a little bit more for the Bucks to go get that two seed. I don't know about the one seed. I think they're four games behind Philly. Yeah, they're four back. Um, so it would. I mean, if they really want to get that one seed, they'd have to win both games. Yeah, and then yeah, they'd have totally. and they'd have the tiebreaker. Even if they win, even if they do win one game, they do have the tiebreaker. So they win. I guess it's important to just win one because you get the tiebreaker and then, so in case of a tie you do, but yeah, I mean, these two teams are playing high level basketball right now, last five games, the bucks have the third highest net rating, which for those who are unfamiliar with net rating, it's a combination of your offensive rating and your defensive rating right now, the bucks are third and the 76ers are fifth. So like, and the 76ers have been great defensively all year. Um, that's kind of been their calling card. It's been their staple. The Bucks and Sixers played a game that was a 90s throwback the first time. 
I don't know if I'm expecting that on Thursday or, or Saturday um, with Embiid back. With that's a lot more scoring. Um, but yeah, the Bucks do need to come out. I think a little more aggressive and not just let Philly sort of take it to them because they they allowed way too much early in that that first game and probably. If Embiid played in that game, they would not have came back to win that one. So they got to they got to be ready. And you know, reading Bud's quotes after the game about the zone is he wanted to change the rhythm of the game. They were down fifteen or sixteen. He felt like that did change the momentum a little bit. Got it down to seven at at one point, but they they never really had that two or three stops right in a row. And I'm not a huge fan of zones. I think zones are for cowards, um, mm-hmm. as Bomani Jones calls it. And I get that they're trying to do some new things and I appreciate that. But at the same time, I just worry that you're already bad at closing out on three pointers. The zone, I feel like makes it worse. I don't expect, I don't expect a lot of zone against um, Phoenix, just with the way they shoot with Crowder and with Devin Booker, I'd be really surprised. Chris Paul can, can sometimes sling it. Um, and so I won't expect a lot of zone, but maybe against Philly because they really don't have a ton of shooters. Like Corkmans is a Bucks killer. Um, Tobias can shoot a little bit, but obviously Simmons is a – you can play way off Simmons. I do worry about Embiid in the middle, just kind of like just hitting mid-range jumpers and just killing the Bucks in that, that regard. But, yeah, you can kind of make a little bit of a wall if you have a zone against – against Embiid and yeah PJ Tucker talk about a guy who can get into it him against the Sixers I think the Sixers will not be fans of PJ Tucker when it's when it's all said and done for two games yeah a, a zone against Philly um or I guess I should say zone in general for the Bucks seems to <laughs> counteract what they have what they struggle with and that's allowing open threes and also I feel like rebounding has been an issue lately yeah. And, and, uh, you know, rebounding out of a zone is, is a lot more difficult. Yep. Um, not that anyone boxes out of boxes out anyway, but yeah. it's just, it tends to, it tends to leave open spaces and, you know, some of those longer rebounds and stuff. And I just, you know, I, I feel like defensive rebounding has, has become a little bit of an issue. The bucks, you bring up net rating. I've been kind of watching this the last like week or so. Um, they're 19th in net rating in the fourth quarter of games Oh, uh, since, since April 1st. Um, it was much worse. I think there have been a couple of blowouts and stuff that have happened. Um, like this time last week, I think they were like 25th in net rating in the fourth quarter. They've had just some, some horseshit fourth quarters. Yep. And they're, and they're uh, you know, five and four in the month of April. So um, certainly need to, need to turn it around a little bit. And, um, you know, but true – but the they didn't time. have, I mean, they didn't have Giannis for a lot of that. I mean, right. that was, and, that, you know, that was you, part you've, of the problem. You've also punted two home games. Uh, in the yeah. last. One of them goes back to the end of March, but I mean, it's crazy. Um, but hopefully, uh, I do feel like um, everybody playing on Saturday was sort of felt like, like we talked about last week, that it, I think that they're, they are, um, the team is ready to, I guess, go forward and, and uh, try to, you know, go all in towards the playoffs and, and try to get this thing rolling as we head into the final, you know, 15 games or whatever there's left um, already. So totally. I don't I th- expect I think that was a good sign. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I know Dante didn't play, but mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, that would have been a, a game maybe, you know, where 
they could have rested some guys or whatever, but I mean, there's really no reason to. Yeah. But stranger things have happened. Yeah. Um, well, with Dante, I, I, I think you won't see him tonight. I'd be surprised. I think maybe by Philly, he could be ready. Um, just because and toe sprains are kind of annoying, especially if you're a basketball player, like any, any real sport where you're, you use your, your, your feet, that's never going to be a good thing to have a toe sprain. Um, so we'll see if it's going to be something that keeps him out all week. I know people don't like Dante, but he does add an element, especially defensively. And some, he can have a, a good game every now and again. Um, and I'm, so that is a missing piece. And Bryn Forbes just kind of looks lost out there sometimes. I don't know if Bryn Forbes is the right answer um, in with the lineup. I, I'm not a huge Pat Connaughton fan, especially not late, but I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it's, Pat Con- well, maybe it's Pat Connaughton to start <clears throat> versus Bryn Forbes. Get a little bit of a bigger lineup right off the jump and, and keep Bryn Forbes on that bench unit with like Bobby Portis, Jeff Teague. Um, and yeah, so we'll see. Um, it's going to be, that was, that was classic with, with Pat subbing in for, for PJ Tucker at about the four minute mark of that game on Saturday. Yeah. If Bud really, like, you fucking, you motherfucker. If Bud you know? <laughs> really wants everybody to hate his ass, hate his, hate his guts. I was going to say hate his ass. I was like, I don't know what that was, <laughs> but, um, but if people really want to hate Bud, like people, if, if you really, Bud really wants to get everyone to hate him, it will be playing Pat Connaughton in crunch time over PJ Tucker. Cause it's oh, like, yeah. what are, what yeah. are we doing here? Um, and yeah, I think there are, there are ways where you could have Bucks Twitter on complete fire by, by Saturday afternoon, um, Saturday afternoon game, by the way, doesn't help Bucks Twitter to stay logical. Cause you know, everybody's going to be in their cups for that game. That's just an excuse to, to start drinking at two 30. I mean, oh, yeah. no one, no one's gonna, <laughs> no one's gonna stop. You know, that's that's a easy like, easy win. So yeah, you'll you'll have Bucks Twitter just all in a tizzy if Bud finds a way to mismanage any of those games. But we'll uh, we'll see, and uh, definitely. And if we'll... you get a and if you get a Middleton six for twenty five game. Yeah, I was um, gonna mention Middleton. Man, he his April uh, has been very uneven, mostly bad. He had two good games, but they were against shit teams uh, with or was that Minnesota and and Orlando. But other than that, it's been a it's been awful, um, especially with the honest back. So I don't know. I don't know what Chris needs to do. I mean, just I think just play his game. Right. And and hopefully he can he can sort of find it again because he's uh He's obviously a vital part, and he definitely hears the haters when things aren't going well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's 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 kind of going through the motions right now. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes I think the entire team is at times, except for Giannis, because he only knows he only knows one way. But I think even Giannis is, is has like a, has had a different approach to to the regular season this year. Yeah, um, you know, he missed six games. I don't know if he, he would have done that, but one thing I want to say about um, the rest and all that and, and injury management, you know, nights, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that's like the players or the coaches that are making that decision. I mean, you got to remember that these organizations are investing $250 million into a player and yeah. they probably, I'm guessing that the um, speculating that the, um, 
the strength and conditioning and, and Sukis of the world, the, the trainers are, might have a directive from, from somewhere in the front office that, you know, if you, if you don't feel great about this guy playing, do not, you know, we're not playing him as much as, you know, the player probably wants to play and the coach feels like they can play. There's probably the, the trainer gets to overrule that type of stuff. I bet at, at, at this point in 2021, I mean, these, these guys are, are huge investments for, for people. And, you know, it's not 1990 anymore where guys are making a hundred grand. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a little different. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And it'll be fascinating to watch this week. Do you have a prediction for the people, what the bucks go for the, uh, the three games they have this, this week? Wow. Um, you don't have to say like game. What did you say? I'm sorry. I cut you off. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two and one. I'm going to say they beat Phoenix. They get them back. They come out pissed off and, uh, I'll say they lose Thursday and win Saturday just because I want to see it. Um, I will go. I will also go two and one. I will. I'll agree with you on Phoenix. I'll say I'll go opposite. I'll go Thursday. They win Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Philly gets them back. Hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be just interesting. Little, just um, a little different. And, I, and I'll say this too. If, if the Bucks end up, end up having a big, big, uh, big push on, uh, they win all three. I think everybody will be, the takes will be, will be something else. It'll be on the other side of it where it's like, all right, here we go. Finals are bust, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. As for the Brewers, um, things are a little different because it's early April and yeah, losing a series to the Pirates is never fun. Um, but you were three and three this week. It's not like, the NL Central yeah. is full of world beaters. Um, the Cardinals lost two or three to the um, Philadelphia Phillies. The Cubs may lose. You know, they have a rubber match with the Braves tonight. Hendricks is on the mound, though. Who, he's pretty good at Wrigley. So I think you'd assume the Cubs would win that. But it's not like you're chasing the Dodgers or the Padres, who we'll talk about here in a second. Um, yeah. And it's kind of, it's just what you got to remind yourself. It's annoying because the pirates aren't supposed to be that good, but they've been scrappy at least to start the year kind of Oklahoma city thunder ask, right? I know that's a weird cross comparison, but like a team that you expect to be complete cheeks. They're not at least at the start of the season. They might be when they trade all their guys away, but right now they're, they're playing, they're playing with some heart and you know, the Brewers just it was the same fucking guys. It was Brian Reynolds, Colin Moran, Adam Frazier, Kevin Newman. I don't think Newman did anything today. But you gotta you just gotta get a better book on them. It seems like their scouting on these guys is just bad. And I don't know what I don't know how you fix that. And wasn't it Greg, Gregory Polanco had the had the big had the game winning hit? Uh no, I think. it was Mur- it was Moran. Okay. Mor- Moran, who oh, also yeah, had, right. had the three-run homer, um, which really was the only mistake for Freddie Peralta. Um, and he had one bad inning, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, the Brewers definitely could have won this one, and uh, that that does suck. But baseball is a long season, so you just have to just have to tell yourself there are going to be games like this, unfortunately. And now yeah. you had the San Diego where. Padres are currently battling the Dodgers in the last game of their series, trying not to get swept. 
Um, they're down two one in the seventh as we tape this t- on Sunday. I mean, but you got to think those Padre that Padre team is going to be very hungover heading into the the game against the Brewers on set on Monday night. Like the emotional letdown. I know the Brewers are a good team, but going from a team that's kind of your new rival to uh, just a divisional or an NL opponent is going to be a change. So I think the Brewers can take advantage of that uh, definitely on Monday night. Yeah. I mean, a little different vibe with, with this podcast versus where we were, um, I believe on Thursdays when our last one uh, hit the airwaves, you know, just with the Brewers, but they are, they are chasing the Reds who you think you'd have to think their offense comes back down to earth um, at some point here. Right. I mean, they are, they're, they're on like a historic pace right now offensively, but yeah, they're no, just very good at home. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, I mean, they, they've built their team properly for the type of field that they, and the type of arena that they play in with the short, short fences all around, but right. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you um, about the Padres that, you know, depending on what happens here uh, with their game, as we, as we tape, I mean, it, it could certainly be, you know, I mean, this stadium is full <laughs> and uh, I told you. it's, uh, it's, um, it's been, it's been a playoff series for them this weekend, essentially, which is wild. I mean, um, in April that we're getting such competitive baseball. Um, it's awesome to see, but uh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that, that that's, that it's going to be tough for the Padres to, to get back up right away and have, and have to face a pretty good team in the Brewers. Um, and Brandon Woodruff now, on, on, on Monday. Right. That's not that's and, not an easy pitcher to face either in that situation. Yeah. But the Brewers are facing a guy who's already thrown a no hitter uh this year as well. Um so you know, but I would certainly expect Woodruff to keep doing what he's doing. Woodruff and Burns. Um Peralta was a you know, a little bit of a hiccup in that start, but he was still pretty decent overall. I mean, three runs and in five innings, right? it's not yeah. you know not a not a great start but it's not not bad it's you know still a pretty quality start um from him but you know the starting pitching continues to be the um i guess the the kind of the bellwether of the team uh so far this year offensively on sunday the brewers i just i just saw the box score um on, on the television right in front of me nobody after the fourth spot in the lineup had a had a hit in that game yeah. on sunday yeah you so, can't have that um Keston Hira continues to sort of he doesn't he's not lost right now I'll say that he's not lost but he's just you know he's not really getting the production that that you would have hoped but it is still still pretty early uh Dan and Robertson I don't know that guy's not not giving you anything in the batter's box right now yeah he's he's solid defensively but um you're not getting yeah you kind of you kind of hope even though like he's overrated the fans overrated him uh, Hernan Perez that I'm speak, going to speak about Hernan Perez. That's what kind of made him at least tolerable was that he could have a big game here and there off the bench and was good in that sort of Daniel Robinson spot. And it just seems like they haven't found like the next Hernan Perez, like tried it with Eric Sogard last year, did not work at all. Trying it with Robertson. He, as you mentioned, bridge you nothing. Now uh, Urias was getting a day off. He also, Urias, sorry. I, I say this on the podcast all the time. I can pronounce his name just talking to you one-on-one outside of the bar. 
when I get on the mic, I always it, the name it's like in my head that I'm gonna fuck up his name. Um, he had three <laughs> errors on Saturday, so he was. This was a scheduled day off for Brian Anderson, but probably a good one to kind of get your mind right. You know that he's going to be into that game in San Diego, obviously a team that drafted him. So going to want some revenge. But, yeah, the Brewers need a little more production out of that bottom half of that order. And if you don't get it, it's it's not good. Now, I would play Vogelbach again tomorrow, like let him ride this hot streak. He's kind of a streaky hitter, kind of Thames-ish, where it's like, all right, just let Big Dan hit. I know it's really hard to hit, hit homers on the left side in Petco, but why not, right? Um, and Brewers don't have the greatest numbers against Musgrove, remember, pitched for the uh, the Pirates for the last couple of years. So they don't have – it's not a huge sample size. But, yeah, it's Musgrove on Monday, and then it's Paddock on, on Tuesday. Paddock just has two pitches. He's a fastball and curveball. He doesn't have a third pitch. So I think Paddock's beatable, and you have Corbin Burns. I think that's a great test for Corbin Burns, too, with that Padres offense. And then Ryan Weathers, which just will make you feel old because we watched his dad, Dave Weathers, pitch forever um, as a yeah. as a believer. So that's just – Brewers, kind of, Brewers legend, David Weathers. Probably Snowtap WI's Instagram, Random Athlete Wednesday. Um, seems seems too easy. That's a layup right there is what, is what, what you call that against Adrian Hauser. So the Brewers have a nice setup here to, to kind of take two out of three. I don't think you have to. I would prefer if you're asking me, like, would you rather take two out of three against the Cubs or two out of three against the Padres? And I'd say two out of three against the Cubs, obviously, because keep building that real estate in Chicago's head and you keep, you know, tiebreakers and everything like that. You, you kind of have a stranglehold on the Cubs in the, first three weeks of the season because you've already played them and you've won all three series against them, which would be huge. So I, I mean, I'm not saying the Padres game, the Padres series doesn't matter. I still think it's a good test for the Brewers because this will be the first team that they've played outside of their like bubble quote unquote, since 2019. It's kind of crazy to think about that. They started their season against the twins and a bunch of division opponents kind of similar to what they faced in 2020. So this will be the first time they're really playing someone outside of that since 2019. So I guess it's kind of fun for us, the fans, to just see new blood, right? And just see something different. And obviously the Padres are an electric factory to watch uh, with Tatis and Profar, Machado. Machado. I mean, that's the other, and that's another storyline. It's not, I don't think Mm -hmm. it's as significant as years pass, but yeah, the Brewer Manny Machado thing was spicy for a while. It calmed down. Um, but yeah, I mean, would I was it Woodruff and him that had some issue? I know or was it Yelich? Yelich called him like a dirty fucking player after a game. And mm-hmm. and so yeah, there's no love loss with the Brewers and Manny well, he, Machado. He stepped on Aguilar's Aguilar, foot, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, game four. He stepped right on his foot. Yeah, so that's that's what started everything with him. Yep. And uh, you got Eric Hosmer, too, who's having a great start to the year. So, yeah, um, yep. yeah the Padres are, you know, pretty loaded. And uh, it will definitely give us, you know, another litmus test, you know, right away. And it's a long season. The Brewers are banged up right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got three, a third of your, your everyday nine are on the injured list right now. So, um, you know. The offense is is 
going to probably inherently take take a step back because of that. And they just got to hope the pitching and, and, you know, get a little – that bullpen, you know, starts to, I don't know, also step up to the plate a little bit more. I mean, they've been, they've been okay, but that's supposed to be the strength of your team. And, uh, you know, really it's so far it's been the starting pitching, which I, I love, don't get me wrong, but if we could just get – get them clicking on, on all cylinders. Um, yeah. You know, the, at the same time, that would be, that would be, you know, I think this, the Brewers can get, can get some separation maybe. Yeah. The thing, the thing you have to like about the bullpen yesterday was that Devin Williams looked like Devin Williams again. And yeah, he did. I know it's one start, but I mean, if, if the excuse, it wasn't an excuse. If the commentary was he had a lack of spring training, and the lack of spring training was the reason for every for why he kind of struggled, which I I hate that because I'm like, well, why would you even pitch him then? Why would you like why not put him yeah. on the DL and like let him work on his shit in alternate site? And maybe that's just the disadvantage of not having the minor leagues right now. And in a normal year, maybe he actually would have went on the DL and then they would have said, all right, just just extended spring training or they call it extended spring training. I don't really know how it all works. And instead he plays, he struggles. And then today he looked like himself. So we'll see if that continues whenever he pitches again um, this week. But yeah, I, I think there are some different things the Brewers can do, but yeah, the offense being banged up, not even Yelich Kane or who, who's the other one? Yelich Kane and Colt Wong. Colt um, Wong, yeah. That's tough. That's, that's just going to make it tough. You hope as you're playing the Dodgers in a couple weeks, which will be a huge weekend with the NFL draft and Brewers Dodgers that weekend in a four game series, you hope you can get all those guys back or at least two out of three uh, when the Dodgers come to town and they're just the fucking juggernaut and they just keep coming. It's a, it's unbelievable. I, I, they are as close to like the evil empire as we've seen in sports and in baseball in a long, long time there where, they're just so good. Like, you know, those Yankees teams back in the day were just it, – it were incredible. It seemed like they win every night, and that's kind of what the Dodgers are right now. I don't – you know, it's it's rare to see them, you know, lose a game, or if they're down, they're never really out of it. You, like – it's yeah. rare that you, like, blow them out. And even if you're up, like, 7-1 to one early, you can't feel safe, right? Because they can oh, have one it, big I mean, inning. Even – even their bad players are good. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, fucking Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor is their like eighth hitter, and I I would have Chris Taylor any day twice on Sunday. Like, and he'd hit yeah. probably second for the Brewers. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. It, it's and, like, and like, it, like, and, and I'm watching. I'm watching the game right now. The Dodgers and the Padres. Bruce Dog Gratterall is on the is on the mound. They somehow get this dude from the Twins. who yeah. just throws fucking gas. Yeah, and they get him for fucking Kenta Maeda, like. What are we doing? And like, well, right. It's oh, just like I, everything. That, it's just the the resources they have are just incredible. And well, well, they're, Andrew they're a very well run organization. And Andrew Friedman got is obviously the, the the market size and the payroll to to be this way and continue it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Andrew Friedman is a stud. Well, right, and basically Andrew Friedman, who is the the guy who built the Rays into a perennial contender, they basically said to Andrew, like, "Hey, look." you can do all the stuff you did with the Rays, but you have unlimited money to spend. Of course, they're going to be fucking good. 
And that's all they do. They just pay guys like, and it doesn't matter. And that's why they have such a, a loaded roster. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's nuts. And yeah. San Diego has, you know, they have a really nice team too. I mean, they've gone from, I don't know where it came from, but they got a ton of money all of a sudden. And, uh, Oh, I mean, they, they, they decided to go all in with Machado. And I think the reason to go all in with Machado and Hosmer is because they knew they had Tatis and they knew they traded yeah. for Tatis from the White Sox. Who you think about the White Sox? Imagine Tony Larusa coaching Fernando Tatis. That would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> Tony, I'm sure would really love love all the the Padres are like they're like that team in in like the Premier League that is you know fighting relegation every year, and then all of a sudden they got new owner. I know that the Padres didn't get new owners, money. but it's like they got oil money. It's like all, it. all of a sudden they got oil money, and they got and they're getting <laughs> you know they're signing they're throwing out a hundred million dollars for, for new, new transfers and stuff. And yeah. it's like, Oh, they're good. Like, they're just like, this off season was unbelievable for the Padres. I mean, Oh yeah. It's just, uh, well, AJ, Pro, is it AJ Preller? He's the GM. Yeah. He's just a mad dude. Yeah. Like he'll trade anybody. Like he will like, he's like, all right, you want Taylor Trammell, who is a pretty talented outfielder. Okay. Yeah. We'll give it, we'll do like a six team trade six play like he just trades guys he doesn't like he doesn't care and it's it's very impressive to watch him work and i'm sure this offseason it'll be like all right or this trade deadline i'm sure they'll make moves and improve their team and figure out a way to do it and i but i do think if they don't make the playoffs it's a massive disappointment although it's very hard to get in the playoffs so we'll we'll just see and it's it's more reason why the brewers probably have to win the division because you have the Padres, you have an NL East that you have the Braves who are bad right now, but at some point I think they'll come to life. Mets are good. Mets are doing well so far. And the Phillies are, are I think a little bit better than expected. And so are the Marlins. So that's a, that's a really good division. Same. And then the Giants are, are lingering there in the NL West. So the NL Central looks like the worst division in baseball. That's kind of why, it's not a bad thing that you lost the two out of three of the pirates because it's not, it's not a division where you, you, you're having to keep pace all the time. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a, you don't have a Dodgers in your division where it's, Thank just, God. it's over. It's over before it starts. Yeah. You know, that that would really, that would really suck. Um, thankful that, that, that is in our, our day to day. Well, I mean, you know, for years it was kind of, you know, for a couple oh, of years there. Oh yeah, no. In recent I mean, the memory, Cardinals, you had yeah, you had the, the Cubs. The Cubs are the Cardinals that are yeah that are just so much better than everybody else, and you're kind of fighting for the wild card. So speaking of the Cubs series, uh, since we talked a lot about that Padres series, do you think there's going to be a fight on Friday or Saturday? Do you think that <laughs> there's actually going to be like a you know dugout brawl? You and I were at the bar last night and. They had uh, like a MLB like moments, and it was the Red Sox and Yankees in 2003 when Don Zimmer got thrown to the ground by Pedro. Which, oh, yeah. uh, if Twitter was alive during that time, holy shit, that would have been just an incredible Twitter moment. Um, and and then, uh, so yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get if we're gonna get the Brewers and Cubs uh, brawling um, on this weekend. I'm sure there'll yeah, be. Yeah, I mean it. it, it... It doesn't seem to be in the Brewers' nature, really. I feel like the Brewers are the, you know, the last thing they want to do is get into a brawl. But um, yeah. 
I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, you know, you know that Wilson Contreras is going to be sticking his fucking elbow out over the plate and right. he's going to get hit again. Right. And then he's going to wonder why he's getting thrown at when he's standing right on top of the plate. I mean, it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah physics. I, exactly. And I don't know. I mean, so Woodruff pitches against them on Sunday against Jake and Jake Arrieta is the, is the pitcher of, at this time. I mean, obviously could change, but that would tell you that if you're going to say when could get spicy last game of the series, last time they're playing each other till June, I think Woodruff has the history got hit the last time that could be a chance for the spiciness Peralta on Saturday. Maybe I couldn't really see Freddie Peralta being the one that starts it. And I definitely couldn't see Brett Anderson being the one that starts it on Friday, Friday afternoon. Um, So, and for those working at home this week, it's an elite week because you get the Brewers at three o'clock on set on Wednesday against the Padres. And then you get a one, one o'clock start on Friday afternoon. So you can start the start the weekend early crack a couple work beers uh are those 120 starts all weekend yeah nice so yeah brewers cubs bucks sixers on saturday saturday afternoon probably as close of a bar walk we haven't had a lot of like premiere you've got to be at the bar for this but like that's that to me is like an awesome way to spend a saturday is just kill some beers and go to go to your favorite uh watering hole yeah, the, the the tap list is going to be lit, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't do it last week. I the engagement on those were kind of low, so I, I kind of was like, ah, I don't know. I am on TikTok now, by the way. I, I haven't promoted it yet because I'm still building it. I hate that I it's like they just take all your information and sell it to China, but I got to go where the people are, Mitch. And yeah. uh, here 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 I am. And so Snow Tap WI, you can find me there. I think I'm going to link it out because I'll do a review after I get done, uh, done yapping with you, but I will be in Austin, Texas, a uh, little programming note. Um, I'll have podcasts today, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Thursday, I'm going to take all our draft manifestos and put them all together. So it'll be this long ass podcast of all the draft manifestos in case you missed it. I'll be out Friday, Mitch, if you want to tape a little buck Sixers recap, you can, I, I'll give you the keys. You don't have to. Um, but you're allowed. That's always allowed. And then mm. I'll be back. I'll be back Monday. I'll have to um, think about it because that, I think that is a six o'clock game on Thursday. Yep. Yeah, it is. So uh, there might be some time after that. Yep. At, at the, the it's open to you, but you don't have to. I don't care. Um, but if you do, by all means. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'll be. Um, I maybe I'll do reviews if I'm able to watch a, a good amount of the game, but probably not, but who knows if I'm hanging out by the pool, I'll, I'll probably, probably throw something on, especially the brewers on, on Friday afternoon, but we'll see. Um, so that'll do it. I don't know. We don't have any, don't have too much else going on. Uh, you know, the draft is sort of happening. There's some off season workout stuff with the Packers, but nothing, nothing really major, um, coming down the pipeline here and just sort of, just sort of hope it's a good week for our boys. Yeah, big week ahead of sports, and I mean, good to have it. And uh, you know, because this time last year, shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was pretty rough. I I think we talked about it a little bit in the group chat, but 
like what will we have i think we were talking about it on saturday too in person a little bit right yeah like, you i mean you and i, I think murph, I... murph murph was like murph was like what, what will we what will we have been doing and i was like well probably would have been on my fifth or sixth mixer by like six six o'clock in the afternoon on a saturday and would have been on some facetime with you know six dudes and would have just been talking stupid and then would have all been over by like eight o'clock and i'd probably be in bed by 10 right yeah it was crazy the amount of like no sports like and just how many like more shows you watch because of it like we watched love is blind and tiger king and ozark and bunch of other shit where it's like oh god tiger king was was freaking about this time last year was was all people had to talk about oh and we were watching uh the last dance 30 for oh yeah the last yeah we got the last dance right and that you and I shut down for like a month, which in retrospect, we probably, it probably would have been great just to, for our own mentals to just talk for like 30 minutes and just be like, all right, we're going to roll the ball out, see what happens. Um, because, but yeah, it's, it is that perspective. And I think that's why we talked about like just how much fun this baseball season has been so far. But I think part of the why baseball has been enjoyable to watch, not just the Brewers, but these Dodger Padres games and things like that is, we just didn't have it last year. It wasn't around. And so it's kind of like we're just valuing it a little bit more. Even if the ratings don't say we are, I think we as a, a culture are, at least my, people I hang out with and spend time with, are valuing those sort of being able to watch all those games. Yeah, it's um, just, again, as we talked about a lot too with baseball, I mean <laughs> – I don't even know if we'll have baseball at this time next year either. Oh yeah. So, let's, let's um, just, let's hope for the best. Let's hope that, you know, these, these guys figure it out and are able yeah, and, to. And I don't, I don't think that they'll be able to really afford to have a lockout. You know what I mean? With all the money they've lost over, you know, or, or I should say all the money they didn't make over the last year. Um, so that, I think we have that going for us, but just something on the back burner yep no no doubt about it my man well that'll do it for our show we will uh we will be back um tomorrow daily tap reacting to uh the bucks Suns, as well as the padres and brewers busy night in the city of milwaukee on monday evening all right take care guys have yourself a great week and we'll talk tomorrow Peace. peace